world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, we have passed the salt. Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Boy, is the sun coming up. I'm telling you, the sun is so coming up. Now, if you are one of those doom and gloomers that it's only going to get worse, yada, 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 uh, this isn't the show in for you. This, I'm, I'm telling you, the sun is show, so coming up all the way around us. Bible tells us there's nothing hidden that will not be revealed. We're, seeing, we're going to see the greatest unveiling and revealing of the wickedness in our government that, more than we can even imagine. It's going to happen. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. And uh, we have to really understand that, well, God, I got so much stuff today. Quickly, those of you out there watching, two things, three things, four things. Let me get it off my plate here right at the top. Dr. Douglas Frank is going to join us tomorrow. You say, well, who's he? Well, he's one of the experts on the last election and what the heck really, really happened with it. And why, if we don't wake up and do something, We'll never get free elections. He's going to join us tomorrow, live and in color here at Coach Dave Live. Happy birthday to OJ, by the way. OJ, happy birthday out there. I don't know whether you're 25 or 26, which, whichever one you are, but I, I like you more than OJ Simpson because you didn't kill your wife and got away with it. So n- number one, I said, so Dr. Frank is coming tomorrow. Number two, uh, look, f- folks, you can help help us out here a couple ways. Two things. Number one, if you would go, Spencer, click on that Hagman thing. I did a, I did a version on Hagman last week. Boy, slow down, Coach. Some of you are watching right now say, Coach, I can't even see the screen. We want you to know that we're working hard to try to fix the screen, okay? Sometimes we show videos. Some of you aren't able to see them. And I'm going to say again, if you want to see them, you can go to CoachDaveLive.com. It's probably the easiest way to be able to do that. And Spencer has produced a video to show you out there, if you can't see the videos that we played during the production, he's shown, he made a little video, put it in the chat on how you can pin yourself to it and be able to see the videos. I apologize because so much of what we do is playing other videos, okay? You can help us by, like, pull up the Hagman show. Is it up there, Spencer? I can't, can't see where I am here. Okay, and, and for, friends, every, look, every time, if you would go, likes matter. Likes matter. Comments matter. I don't understand how it works, why it works. If you would go to that Hagman show and comment, like it, whatever, at Rumble, it all helps us. There's 18,000 people or something that watched it the other day. Look, I don't care if only 10 watch, but this stuff matters, okay? So the Hagman, we'll put that in the chat. Go there. First of all, you ought to watch it because it's really, really good. And then also, another one is I did – uh, we had Sheila Zelensky on. Sheila, we had a fabulous show with Sheila on Bridie on as well yesterday. Same thing. If you would go there and like it and comment, it's just little ways that you can help us out, okay? 
Okay. Because when people find out, want to find out if you're an influencer, they look at how many views you have. So you can help us out by doing that. Like it kind of stuff like that. Cool. Um, number uh, three, I did that. I did that. I did that. Okay. Look, you can all help us if you just give me $10 a month. If you would just contribute $10 a month. We are in, we're, we're in a valley this month, worse than we've ever been. And I don't, I don't ask anybody to, I don't ask anybody to be dick in their pockets and miss meals and everything. 10, if you just give it, just $10, 50 cents a show <laughs> and commit to that. It would really help us. Okay, cool. Now I got through that. I got through that. I got through that. Here's where my heart is today. Okay. Oh, I, I came across something. Uh, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I'm going to start out with this right away, right now. Go to Liberty Action Network, sign a pledge, and call your local NBC affiliate. And yeah. See, here's part of my problem. I got I try, I got about 16 different balls in the air. And I only have an hour on, on the show to try to get everything we in, right? So, yeah, there's lots. You ought to go to Liberty Action Network regularly. There's actions there all the time. I'll try to get that in. Uh, pull for me. Where is it? Where is it? I, I could not believe that. I could not believe this. I uh, I couldn't figure out why the heck are those J6s? I'm going to talk a lot about J6s today. Why are those J6s? How come they're not getting any bail? Isn't there a right to, isn't there, number one, isn't there a constitutional right to speedy trial? Yeah. Isn't there a right to bail? Isn't there a right to bail? How can they keep these guys in jail for almost three years and never have given them bail? What the heck's going on? So I thought something's wrong here, Lord. Something's wrong. So I went to number four, Spencer. Pull up number four. This is going to blow your mind because it blew my mind. All right. Number four. And then Spencer will pin it for you. Pre-trial release. State constitutional right to bail. So I went to this website. I said, there's got to be. What are the. Why? Huh? In Ohio, you commit a crime, you can bail out, right? You bond out. You guys know what's going on, right? Wow. So I scrolled down through here, Spencer, start scrolling down, and it goes to each state and tells you what their rules are regarding bail. Keep on going. Keep on going. Keep, look, for, look for District of Columbia. Where is it? Washington, the District of Columbia. Look at that, folks. Can you make that bigger? In the District of Columbia, no constitutional right to bail. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? You know why? Because they're a different government. We're seeing more and more and more that the District of Columbia is not part of the United States. You see this, friends? Huh? It's a foreign country. No constitutional. Hey, Spencer, slowly go down there. Look, Florida tells you what bail is. What's the next one, Spencer? It tells you what the, uh, well, anyway, oh, yeah, you got to scroll down over here on the side, but yeah. And what about Hawaii? Oh, wait a minute. Georgia doesn't have one either. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. But we know this in the District of Columbia, there's no constitutional, at the seat of our government, no constitutional right to bail. So those guys have been locked up at J6 for going on three years, and they can't, they don't have a right to bail. Now, when they get out of jail, how do they, and they're found innocent, how do they get those three years back? Hmm? That's quite, that's one of the stuff I want to talk to you about today, okay? I want to show you a couple of things here that are really, really good. Uh, 
go to number three, Spencer. Put this in the chat because I'm going to talk a little bit about J6 this morning because there's nothing hidden that will not be revealed. It's all going to be revealed. So, friends, put this in the chat. You can go to the Gateway Pundit, and they have every video that's been released. Scroll down a little bit, Spencer, so people will see. Go on down. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep Starting right. Keep going. 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 There. Every video that's been released is available for you right now if you want to watch them. They're all right there. Now, they haven't released all of them yet. But what they're what they're they're releasing videos and what we're finding out. It was a peaceful protest. It was not a violent insurrection. Folks, this is all going to come apart here. It's all going to come apart. So Spencer put this in the chat. This is the Gateway Pundit. All the footage of January 6th that they have released so far. Okay. They haven't released it so far. So folks out there say, well, coach, coach. I'm not watching you online. I'm watching you on Rumble or I'm watching you on what? Well, then go to CoachDaveLive.com and these links will be provided there for you, okay? They're always provided. I'm going somewhere. Stay with me here, okay? So there are all the vids that you want to look for yourself. Just, hey, Spencer, show them how. Just click on one of these folks and a video will pop up. So click on it and here's a video and you'll be able to watch it from this camera what was taken and from what this camera what was taken. There's cameras everywhere, okay? And all of this information was not provided in the trial. Do you understand this? This is all exculpatory evidence, and none of it was presented for these guys who, first of all, didn't even get any bail, and then secondly, was not used as exculpatory evidence, which by law, the government is required to produce. Did you know that? Okay, so you can pull that down. All the videos you ever want to watch is right there. But I want to show you this. Go to number two. Go to number, oh, I got so much to show you today. Go to number two. <clears throat> this was, uh, <clears throat> Spencer, if you can pull it up. I know you're trying, but I'm not, I didn't mean it that way. Spencer started at about the 13 minute mark and played at 1.5 speed. This is Laura Logan, okay? Laura Logan. Folks, this is, this is so staggering. I wouldn't take this much time to show this if this was not important. Do you understand this? Are you looking at me? There are people on our side who have no idea what happened on January 6th. People on our side who think it was a violent insurrection. All right. So Laura Logan, 1.5 speed, this is going to be about 10 minutes. But trust me, it's worth it. So this is Laura Logan. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on, Spencer. Oh man. You got that all up there ready. Good. It's all good. Spencer, do this real quickly. Go to number one, flash bank. Can you go back and do that for me? I want you to know, folks, because we were there on January 6th. I want you to know that the federal government launched flash bang grenades at peaceful protesters, which incited all of this to happen. We have it on video. Can you put, go down there, Spence? Four people were killed. They were killed by the government. Keep going, Spence. One more. One more, I think. Uh, keep going. Keep going. There it is. This is the one we want to see. Flash. I want you to watch, watch this. Right. Go down. Next one. Next one. Folks, this is about three minutes. And these are innocent men. I was one of them. I was there. Many of you were there. We simply showed up. 
peacefully protest and the government shoots grenades, flashbang grenades at innocent people without warning. Three minutes and 30 seconds. Go ahead and play it. Four people were killed at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, 2021. All four were protesters and zero were cops. Two men were killed by police grenades. Benjamin Phillips at 1.05 p.m. and Kevin Grayson at 1.28 p.m. Trump's speech did not end until 1.15 and protesters did not enter the Capitol until 2.10. Two women were killed by police. Ashley Babbitt was shot dead at 2.44 p.m. and Roseanne Boylan was beaten to death at 4.27 p.m. So what really happened at the Capitol on January 6th? 1 p.m. Capitol Police opened fire on a crowd of protesters peacefully assembled outside the U.S. Capitol's west side. Police attacked and agitated the crowd, maiming and killing civilian protesters outside the Capitol for 70 minutes until the Capitol was breached. At 2.30 p.m., rallygoers from Trump's speech arrived at the Capitol and walked through open doors on the east side, unaware that police were using lethal force against protesters for trespass. Police went on to brutally kill two women. Our media and our politicians quickly told us that Trump supporters attempted to overthrow the government. What were the effects? Republican decertification attempts were permanently quelled, and patriots were haunted like terrorists and denied their constitutional rights. Point of order, parliamentary inquiry, Mr. Vice President. In order to follow with the Speaker's instructions that only a limited number of people be on the floor, may I ask how one would make an objection or make a parliamentary inquiry in the future if you're not on the floor but in the gallery? Under Section 18 of Title III of the United States Code, uh, debate is not permitted in the joint session. I'm not attempting to debate. I'm trying to find out how a parliamentary inquiry or a parliamentary point of order would be made in following with the Speaker's uh, request that most of us not be on the floor. How do you make one of those points of order when you don't know what's going to happen later? Uh, respectfully, the gentleman's parliamentary inquiry constitutes debate which is not permitted in the joint session under Section 18 of Title III, United States Code. This is not the same. Mike, Mike Pence should hang. It's disorder. It's chaos. Order's on sedition. And it must end. We're looking at significant felony cases tied to sedition and conspiracy. Regardless of if it was just a trespass in the Capitol or if someone planted a pipe bomb, you will be charged and you will be found. We had an inauguration on the 20th. So I wanted to ensure, and our office wanted to ensure, that there was shock and all that we could charge as many people as possible before the 20th. You take a look as these protesters come to Capitol Hill to say no to the Kavanaugh this is, nomination. This is right now. The this way this is works is the authorities essentially give them a citation. The sort of like a ticket. They have to pay $50, and then uh, they're released. And I'm told by the lawyers for the protesters that those charges do not remain on their criminal records. I just want to let you all know how proud I am of each and every single one of you. We were screaming at the top of our lungs that they were killing us. You're killing me. I'm begging you. Begging you. I'm going to die. You're killing us. I can't breathe. There's the truth, folks. There's the truth. Okay, so I'm sorry to do this, but listen, there's so much misinformation out there on our side to exactly what Isaac Yoder's in jail. We have men in jail, been in jail for three years, no bail, government rigged uh, trials. So go to number two. Start at the 13 minute mark. This is, this is Laura Logan. Just produced this. This is unbelievable. Put it at 1.5 speed. That starts. Okay, now, friends, look, a lot of us were there. We peacefully marched down Constitution Avenue, showed up at the cap. We didn't know what was going on there. And here they've been shooting flashbangs at these guys and doing all that stuff. These were not mostly peaceful. These were peaceful protesters. And this is real video of what happened. Go ahead. Go ahead and play it. Versing, they have no idea what is about to happen to them, and they're not—they're not pummeling cops. They're not spray painting buildings. What have we learned about January 6th that we learned because of you mm. first stories you broke before anyone else? Well, I know our one one of our writers, uh, exceptional writer Cassandra Fairbanks, after uh, Officer Sicknick 
Uh, she was the first one to talk to the family, and she broke some stories about the officer and about the uh, fire extinguisher. I believe Cassandra was the first one to point out that um, after speaking with the family, that it w- he, he wasn't hit. Which oh. was a really, Huge really story. big story. Huge story. I mean, because the whole narrative of January 6th hinged on Officer Sicknick's death. Because right. he was the only person they claimed had been murdered by protesters. At that time, yes. And it was false. It was a completely made up. And not just killed, but he was beaten in the head with a fire extinguisher. I mean, that was her story. They all ran with it. Everyone. Our reporter, Kara Castronova, uh, she interviewed um, the gentleman who got pushed off the second story ledge by the police officer. So That footage is clear as day. There's the balustrade and people are climbing up there and a police officer with a blue helmet? Yeah. He could have killed him. He's lucky to be Two alive. Stories. People, you know, had to drag him away. Was he badly injured? I think he was injured pretty badly. He didn't want to speak about it because he was afraid he was getting arrested. So he didn't talk about it for a long time, this guy. This guy was Derek Vago, a 31-year-old man living in Tennessee who suffered severe foot and spinal injuries and broke his ankle when he hit the ground some 20 feet below. People like him don't usually get to tell their stories to the New York Times. But Jim Hoft will give him a voice and a chance. Most of these people were poor or middle class or lower middle class. These weren't people with a lot of money. These were people who went there for the first time. Of the prisoners that I've spoken with, I spoke with an attorney a week or two ago, and she told me that she believes 90% of these people are on, have uh, attorneys that are appointed to them because they just don't have the money, you know? So public defenders. Yes. Who are typically left-leaning or far-left in their views. Well, certainly in Washington, D.C., absolutely, and in most big cities across the country. So you have people whose politics is the exact opposite of those protesting, representing them in court. Absolutely. And somehow they're supposed to get a real defense. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And we've seen the results of these trials. And it's heartbreaking. And you see a woman who walked through the Capitol with a flag. She's a a, a former social worker. Um, She dealt with addiction, addictive people. And she carried the flag and she has cancer. And they arrest her and and put her in jail for 60 days because she walked through the Capitol. What kind of sense does that make in this country? How can anyone who has any integrity say that this was a fair sentence? And she's not the only one. We've seen a lot of people like that. Would the counter argument to that be, well, they interrupted an official proceeding and they were part of an insurrection? We don't care what people actually did in the Capitol. It's the fact that they were there where they had no legal right to be. They can say that. But I mean, you could say the same thing about any Black Lives Matter protest that was going on when they're burning down a building. I mean, these are bogus charges. To me, this is a political hit. Um, it's, it's, it, it breaks my heart because a lot of these people don't have a pot to piss in. I had mentioned a defendant who just went to court last about two weeks ago. This defendant is camping because he doesn't have any money to stay in a hotel. And so he has to come to Washington, D.C. to for face his trial. trial. But he, he has to pay to get himself there. And he has to... And he has to pay to eat or stay somewhere. And I put up the story, and it's, it's heartbreaking. It's, to me, it's absolutely heartbreaking. This is sort of my background. Nine kids in a Catholic family in Iowa. My father was always struggling. He owned a business. I, I can relate to these sorts of things. I can relate to running out of gas, you know, and walking to the gas station and things like that. That's my, that's my background. We put up a Gibson Go Forum, and I'm very proud of this. Th- these stories make me the most happy. And that is that we, our audience, God bless them, raised $29,000 for this guy in 24, 36 hours. 29000 they donated so he could stay in a hotel. Well, obviously, that's going to cover more than a hotel. Probably more money than this guy's ever seen in his life. Do you think those uh, people on January 6th were framed? Oh, absolutely. Not a one of them was there for, to plan an insurrection. Uh, the, the people were there to protest the election. And I think the only organization, organized activity that day came from uh, many of these what I, who I believe are operatives. Will we ever know everything? Probably not. But I think there's enough evidence there right now to, to definitively prove that the government and several agencies were involved uh, in the violence that day. How does that absolve people of uh, the violence that took place and uh, so on? Well, that's a great question. I think it's very evident from the video. 
so it's not just that they admitted that they had people in the crowd, but we have video now from some of the operatives. There was one operative, uh, a female operative. She's got a megaphone, and she's you know telling people on the way, walking over to the Capitol, we're going inside, we're going inside. He's talking about this woman, Megan Paradise, number nine on the FBI wanted list, and seen here holding a baseball she reportedly stole from Nancy Pelosi's office inside the Capitol. Hoft has dubbed her the female Ray Epps because, like Epps, she went too far for others in the crowd who immediately pushed back. If a, if a woman tells you to charge the line, you never charge the line. Oh, dude, she's up there saying we need to go. It's like, what are you talking about? And like Epps made a reference to getting arrested. Yet she's never been locked up. And Paradise was not the only one. This man was identified as Luke Philip Robinson by the far-left site Sedition Hunters, who've been relentless in pursuing January 6th suspects. He was photographed with an earpiece and dubbed hashtag Ginger Gun because he was caught on camera carrying a weapon, his pistol exposed when his shirt got stuck on the back of the grip. That made him one of the few supposed protesters who came armed to the Capitol, which after 9-11 was designated a counter-terrorism zone and has a higher level of security by law, more stringent than the Federal District of Washington, D.C., which has the most restrictive gun laws in the nation. Yet like Ray Epps, Robinson was removed from the FBI suspects list and has remained a free man. We traced him through public documents to a business that started in Tennessee and is now based in Arizona. That's where he was in this footage from the JFK report when confronted by another January 6th defendant, Macasia Jackson. You got an earpiece and a firearm, man. That's, that's a, you got a firearm on federal property. That's serious stuff. He appeared uncomfortable and did not answer any of his questions. What's with the earpiece at the Capitol? Who are you talking to? I'll see you guys later. Who are you talking to, though? I actually want to buy this bike right now. No, thank you. According to at least eight ballistic experts and arms dealers we consulted, the gun he was carrying appeared from what was visible to be a SIG 320 and either the M17 or M18 model. On their website, SIG said it was specifically built for the U.S. military. We reached out to the DOJ and the FBI for comment, but we're still waiting for a response. What have you learned so far? We're tracking down different ideas and theories, and one of those theories was that there were undercover law enforcement officers in the crowds. We know that to be true. Some would have a reason to be there, but there's also been speculation that there were federal agents or local law enforcement that were encouraging people to go in the Capitol. Congressman Barry Loudermilk from Georgia's 11th Congressional District has been on the Hill for almost a decade. He's the chair of the House Administration's subcommittee investigating the investigators, trying to get to the bottom of the security failures around January 6th. There was one video clip that had made it out uh, in public that some people had claimed this was definitely a police officer. We verified that to be true. This is the clip recorded on the body cam of the undercover officer in question. I've never seen anything like this. He can be heard chanting... USA! 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 Yeah, they're fucking through. They're throwing shit off. Look, everywhere. And at times, urging the crowd to advance. Go, go, let's go, go! It's tear gas, it's tear gas. The committee has not made his name public yet, but he was identified to defense attorneys as Officer Nicholas Tomasula. We've already been able to say, confirm, yes, this was a Metropolitan Police officer. Undercover. Undercover. Who was doing what? He was, at at one point, he was helping people climb up the scaffolding, because remember, out on the West Terrace, the scaffolding was being built for the inauguration. He was helping people get up the scaffolding and telling them, go, 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 keep going, keep going. Go, 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 keep going, keep going. Well, according to what police told the New York Times and other reporters right after January 6th, people used that scaffolding to get to the Upper West Terrace. And they defined that as a critical access point that day. So if you have an undercover police officer assisting people in climbing up there, that doesn't sound insignificant. No, it, it isn't. Now, the next question is, what was he doing? Right? Why was he telling those people to go? And so, why was he there? And, and why was he there? And, and who, that's a, coup, a key question. Who, who put him there? Exactly. Now, could it be he's trying to get up to the top to help, right? He's got other officers there. And so he's just telling them, go, go, go. I'm trying to get up there. But you the fact help. is, when he gets up there, mm-hmm. he doesn't help. He just turns and walks away from the Capitol. So he's encouraging and assisting other people that's to get what in, appears but he doesn't happening. go in. Yeah. Loudermilk, a 59-year-old Air Force veteran, told us he doesn't like leaks. And he's played his cards close to his chest intentionally. There is a video that has police officers on the west side by the fountain yelling at each other, and one of them says, we're hurting innocent people. And they say, uh, 
For every one we're pulling out, we're making 10 angrier. You know, when you listen to that, you have the sense that the officers were set up for failure as much as the protesters. Yeah. And we've got a video of officers saying we were set up. They set up the fuck up. That's what they did. They set us up. They set up 64. Oh, okay. absolutely. Yeah. And then they asked her to come two hours later. They set us up. They needed everybody right away. No, right away. They set us the fuck up. So now we ain't got shit. That's one of the things that we want to know. What do they mean by that? What exactly do you mean that you were set up? Because there's a lot of interpretations. Are you investigating the possibility that instigators and other people inserted themselves in the crowd and, uh, and took action to provoke the crowd and to provoke the police. So they were provoking both yeah, sides. I mean, there was, there was definitely that there. I don't know who they are. We're looking into that. But, you know, you're talking about the great contrast. You've got the people over here that when we do have audio are saying, hey, we appreciate you guys, you know, talking to law enforcement. Yes, protesters then, in the midst of the violence saying we're on your side. Yeah, and then we've got other folks that have steel pipes that are, you know, beating officers with it. So yeah. when has that ever happened at a Trump rally? Never. For the congressman, it's somewhat personal. After being falsely accused of leading a surveillance mission inside the Capitol the day before January 6, he said the truth has to get out and subpoenas may be next. Okay, you can cut off. I'm so, look, I'm sorry to play that that long, but I, I, this, we've got to get to the truth and understand what the truth is and understand that the truth is going to come out, friends. Truth is going to come out. Now, I got more. All right. Well, we'll stop right now. Let some of you come in because I'm seeing. I'm seeing comments pop up. Um, what do you think? What do we do? How, where, do where do we? Isaac Yoder's in jail. Bill Dunphy is facing jail. Stuart Rhodes is in jail. Some of you who went to Washington, D.C. could be in jail. And how do we, how do we not care? How do we not care? Folks, those people who are in the gulag in, DC, in Washington, D.C., they're like Mark Mattingly. They're like Dave Allison. They're, they're, they're like Jeff Klein. They're like Coach Dave. They're like Isaac Yoder. These are people who love their country, understand something's wrong, did what the Constitution guaranteed them the right to do, to peaceably assemble, to petition the government for a redress of grievances, and... What? What? And here we are. Some of them, I can't imagine. I can't imagine my wife, if they threw me in the slammer, told me I was going to be in there for 20 years. Well, it was clearly a government upset, uh, setup. Myra, come on in. Coach, in regard to the unveiling, it is written in Numbers 2319 God is not a man that he should lie neither the son of man that he should repent have he said and shall he not do it or have he spoken and shall he not make it good hallelujah nothing hidden that will not be revealed right nothing hidden craig come on in i put in the chat there coach right the biden in 2022 he references the uh, Libertus, which is on top of the dome of the Capitol, and he calls it Cleo. So I put in there, who's Cleo, right? And, you know, it's a statue of liberty and all this other stuff. Uh, Cleo is, is the uh, muse of history in Greek mythology. So the muse of history is, you don't tell the truth, you just rewrite it and tell people what you think the truth is. Mm-hmm. And that's what was going on and what was happening in January 6th. They're rewriting 
the events that happened and, and they're, they're porking it to make it an insurrection. And it so was just about a fair election. It wasn't an insurrection. It was about a fair election. So, uh, Greg, I can This is. I don't know how you do. We do not connect these two, but I'm going to try to connect them. Uh, the assassination of John F. Kennedy. Right. Here, how many years has that been? November twenty second, nineteen sixty three. Would that be 61 sixty one years? That, no, is that no, right? Sixty. No, it's sixty, 60 years. Sixty years. And folks, we know beyond any reasonable doubt that Lee Harvey Oswald did not shoot John F. Kennedy. We know that. Now, the question we have to ask ourselves is, why will they not tell us the truth? 60 years later, why will they not tell us the truth? Because it's all connected to the shadow government that's not really our government. Is anybody beginning to see this yet? Nobody believes. Nobody believes the JFK story. No, well, that's not true. Some people believe it, right? We know we know the facts. It's not true. And so the insurrection of that we just had <laughs> started at least November twenty second, nineteen sixty three. Kevin, come on in. All right. So check this out. You know the the woman that they were talking about that was an operative that uh, had the megaphone and she was going through the crowd. Okay. So that was during that was during the protest before the protest when Trump was speaking at the ellipse. Okay, you had Matt and Sam both on the ground reporting for Doug Hagman. Okay, now they were they were they were away from both events, but kind of on the periphery of them, just reporting. Okay, and reporting events. I believe this is the same woman. Sam was telling us this a, a good while back. She was going up and down the main drag, I guess it's Constitution Ave, while Trump was speaking at the Ellipse with a megaphone, yelling out, we're storming the Capitol at 1.30, tell your friends. We're storming the Capitol at 1.30, tell your friends. Now, this went on for a good hour and a half to two hours. So Sam was recording her, video recording her. Now, they had burner phones because they knew that they were going to be geonetting people, all right, and trying to get their trying to get their identities through their cell phones. So they had burner phones. Well, he was recording this, took several videos of her doing this, was checking, making sure they were recorded and they were logged. When they got back to the hotel that night, he went to download those videos to the computer, and they were all erased. Mm. They were gone. Okay, so you know how much video uh, uh, surveillance they have in Washington, D.C. So you, I guarantee you they're sitting there, they're watching him, and he's recording. And then however they're doing it, because they got the technology, they're actually zoning in on his phone and erasing things before they even get back to, to, uh, to download them. So, okay, so that's why I'm sorry. So I want, I want to hear from somebody. I mean, this kind of... Uh, Nobody wants to say they were there, right? Nobody wants to say that. Folks, say, Coach, why are you focusing on this? Because people on our side are not on our side because they believe the lies, right? We went with about, a, about I, I don't know, 130 people went with us over there. We saw exactly what happened. There was, there was nothing going on. It was totally, completely peace, peaceful till we get there. And we look up and I said, my goodness, look at those people. They're climbing up the steps. Well, who were those people? Who were those people climbing up the steps? And how does Bill Dunphy get charged? How does Isaac Yoder get charged? When, as the, as the film's being released now, show us that 
they were waved in by the police. They were given high fives, knuckles, fist bumps to police officers. This should, this should infuriate us, folks, and it doesn't. I don't know if there's anybody out there who will say, yeah, Coach, I was there, and here, here's what I saw, and it's totally, completely peaceful. Go ahead, Dave, Dave, Dave or Sherry. Yeah, yeah. Good morning, everyone. So, Coach, I want to remind Dave, sorry you. Sorry about sorry about your uh, sorry about your father, Dave. Sorry. Yeah, thanks, thanks. Uh, he served proudly in the military during the Korean conflict, so we, you know we're proud of him. Uh, the um, I want to remind you, it was the same crowd which I was there on the November fourteenth. Same right. crowd, and okay. and nothing happened. Nothing happened. People were peaceful, protesting, right? <clears throat> so the government realized, hey. These guys are peaceful. We got to instigate them, right? So obviously they they learned from the first one that people people were coming to peacefully protest. Another thing, coach, we're winning. I seen in the news that guess what? Some former military attorneys are now going to file class action suit against the government for the vax, right? Yes, sir. So coach, hey, let's do the math. A two billion dollar lawsuit. Uh, a third of that is $660 million. Divide that by 30 attorneys, that still gives them $22 million apiece for their for their efforts. So I think they're getting some attention and thought, stop and think about how many attorneys are out there that are former military say, yeah, count me in. So, so here's what's happening, Dave. We got, see, it's all right now, but everything's being held in D.C., right? All the trials are being held in D.C. Folks, what if Washington, D.C. is not part of the United States of America? What if it is its own government, so to speak, right? Why won't they let some of these cases go out into the... It's supposed to be a jury. It's supposed to be an impartial jury. 80% of the people in D.C. voted for uh, the Democrat. How's How's that impartial? And you heard him say they are public defenders, Public defenders in Washington, D.C.? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? The public defender is going to put his job on the line to defend somebody? Come on, you're smarter than that, right? Smarter than that. Right. Kevin. I'm not afraid to say I was there. Um, The group, uh, of course, we were part of your group, but we got off the metro one exit too early, and we had to walk in six blocks to get into the ellipse. The group of people that I brought from southwest Missouri, Oklahoma, Kansas, and as we were walking in, there was a group of either Black Lives Matter or Antifa that come in behind us. And so me and Randy dropped back, and we were the buffer between our people and these uh, these um, insurrectionists. I'm not afraid to say it. That's right. and as government we got operatives. To, government operatives. That, that, yeah, government operatives. And then they were all in black. And uh, uh, as we got to the ellipse, they dropped off and went over and got underneath trees and started changing clothes and putting on Trump stuff. Mm. <laughs> and me and Randy, we were held. We hit. We 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 stood back. We were at the back of our group to make sure that there was no. There were not. We were. We were. We were the buffer. And 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 when I saw that, that's just like that was weird. And then after we got into the park. And you said after you kind of after we were able to hook up, you said, "I don't know what's going on, but there is no there is nothing in law enforcement here like we had had before when you had been there in November and before." That's right. That's right. For sure. Oh, I'm not, Kevin. I, I'm not afraid to say it because I've already been visited by the FBI, and if it wasn't for God stepping in and protecting me, 
because my brother Gene, who's got his hand up, had an incident, I would have been in the Capitol and I probably would have been in jail, but I didn't go to the Capitol and God stepped in and saved me and I cannot. Amen. There but for the grace of God go a lot of us, right? Huh? Okay. Look, I, I, I want to get you all in here. Hang on a second. I want to show you something. Go to Joshua 1. Pull up Joshua 1 for me real quick. Uh, <clears throat> Joshua 1. My wife gave me this this morning. Bear with me real quickly, okay? Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke unto Joshua, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. In other words, it's our turn now. Moses is dead now. Therefore, arise and go over this Jordan, you and all the people unto the land which I give to them, even to the children of Israel. Washington, D.C. belongs to the people. We thought it did. Every place that the sole of your foot tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness of Lebanon and the great river Euphrates. Keep on going. I'm just going to get through this quickly. There shall not be any man be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I'll be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Now, folks, do you think this is a biblical principle or not? Does this principle apply today to me and Randy Lunsford and Kevin Van Story and Dave Allison and Kelly Johnson? Does this apply to us today? Amen. Be able to stand before you all the days of your life, as I was with Moses, I'll be with you. Be strong and have a good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide an inheritance of the land, which I swear to the fathers to give them. Only be strong, very courageous, that you may observe to do, observe to do, observe to do, according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Turn not to the right, not to the left, that you prosper wherever you go. And this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, day and night. You may observe to do, observe to do, observe to do, according to all that is written therein. For then, if you observe to do, all thou shalt thou make thy way prosperous, and then shalt thou have good success. Have not I commanded you, be strong, good courage, don't be afraid, don't be dismayed. Why? Because the Lord is, is this still a principle today? Is this still applied today? For the Lord thy God is with you wherever you go. And then Joshua commanded, yada, 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 yada. Folks. Amen. Huh? This is the word of God still applicable today, okay? Now, I understand throughout the Bible, many things are time sensitive, okay? It applied during this time. It doesn't maybe necessarily apply during, but all truth applies. And the word of God, if he granted that, if he granted that power to Joshua and Joshua's people, I promise you that power is still with us today, right? Anybody disagree with that? It's right there before us. Be strong. Good courage, and don't be afraid. Jeff, come on in. Boom. Well, that verse is fitting, number nine, for Pastor Bill. You know, and I've, I've been telling people for months now, what's this dragging out? Nine months right now. You know, they came 19 months later. and ruined his life. They were trying to ruin his life. Whether yeah. they put him in jail or not, they're going to ruin his life. Yeah, because he was bold and courageous. And he right. stood. Now, I've told these attorneys, and I've got the picture in the office there at my car lot. It's been there the whole nine months. I said, there we are. There we are at the Capitol. People come in looking at it. They're like, oh, my goodness, you were there? I said, listen to me. And I tell everybody this. I said, listen, I stood with that man for four hours. I was there. We were there at 10 a.m. in the morning. We didn't go to the Ellipse. We grew from two or 300 people to 14,000 on that side. We were on the other side of the building. It was peaceful. I have said, I said, these cop, this government ought to be thanking their lucky stars, thanking God that Pastor Bill was there. To keep the peace. For four hours, he repeated and repeated probably a hundred times. 
We didn't come here to harm nobody. We didn't come here to destroy nothing. They don't care about that. They don't care about that. I understand that. So we we think they're after truth. They're not after truth, folks. No, we took the steps, the three set of steps on that side, packed them out like sardines, was let in. It was easy to just walk up there and do that. The cop lets you in. The cop lets you come up. That one little old cop on Fox News, you always see a little clip. It's like four seconds. White-haired cop. He moved that bicycle rack and was waving us in. He was right in front of us. So six six years in jail for walking into a building? Six years in jail, folks? Yeah. Well, and they're trying to give Pastor Bill. They would love to give him 25 years for preaching. 25 years. Yep, yep. And they're acting like, well, maybe you'll just get four to six. Hey, Jeff. Yeah. Church don't give a damn. The church don't I know give a damn. Don't. Huh? Because the rapture's three. coming, Jeff. Maybe yeah. maybe they'll rapture him right out of the jail cell. Maybe they yeah. Put Joshua 1 in, in the chat for Kelly. Kelly wants to see Joshua 1. Joshua 1, thank you. Yep. So, so church said, we don't care. We, church doesn't care. We took the steps, sang the national anthem. Pastor Bill recorded it, and we come down off the steps. Amen. That was it. That was it. That's all it was. Let me move on, Jeff. Amen. Kelly, come on in. Hey, Coach, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Hey, listen, I was out back. All of the Trump supporters were at the Trump rally, and we were there for at least an hour, hour and a half before, you know, as everything was happening. We were, right. we were listening to the president, then we had to walk over, obviously. Right. So what I recall is that uh, I was out back. We, I came in. I went up. It was like a football game. I went in as far as I could, went to the back right back of the Capitol, got hit by tear gas, pepper spray, still had pepper spray on my, my hat. <laughs> And uh, and it was and it was unbelievable. I called it a uh, a picnic without the food. And I have a video of a guy. I don't know if people saw him. It was back. I was back by the scaffolding and between the scaffolding and the building. And I uh, uh, I won't say exactly what I did right now, but uh, I didn't do anything bad. But uh, in any case, there was a patriot guy dressed up in George Washington type gear. He was on a stand, and uh, and I have a video of this. And he's playing. Uh, Bachman Turner Overdrive, you ain't seen nothing yet. No. And then he played We Will, We Will Rock You. And I just panned the crowd and showed it around. Uh, did a 360 there and showed everybody. And it was so peaceful, you couldn't believe it. Now, there was a police line when I got there. They had uh, metal rail fencing. They all had shields. Uh, they had uh, the, the the mass, the, the clear mass. Mm-hmm. They had clear shields. They had yeah. batons. And, uh, and there were people <laughs> and that Kelly, they, shot, that. they shot flash bang grenades into a peaceful. That, that was all over. They had tear gas that was flying, and nobody was doing anything. It was peaceful. Yep. And then yep. some people did fight through that police line. Uh, I just had my two flags, and I did kind of 300, 300 style just moving forward. But there was a guy hitting uh, cops along there with the face shield with pink bear spray. Uh, and that was BLM and Antifa, and those were operatives. And there were people that were fighting yep. through there like and, and just fighting to get in. And then once the police uh, backed up and went up the doorway, uh, five or 600 people went in that door. And yep. I stood there for about two hours with my flags and it was peaceful. It was just people yep. walking in. Totally like you see That's people right. touring the Capitol. Those were the people that walked in later. It was, it was husbands and wives. There were kids. I saw a, uh, a big offensive lineman who was, he had a Redskin something on it, right? He had Ohio state or something. And I said, Oh, you play ball. And he, he played for the Redskins. It was a big lineman. He walked mm. in. You know, a lot of people did, but but what 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 I want to mention, Coach, that, that really stood out is, it was to me, it was there was a little something going on, but the Trump supporters weren't part of that, 
And I remember leaving the Capitol that day that I was starting to hear some scuttlebutt that there was a huge riot and all kinds of violence at the Capitol. And right then and there, I realized that they're going to take and twist this thing and they completely misrepresented what happened. And they did it from that afternoon forward because that was their agenda. Amen. Kangaroo courts. We're in kangaroo courts, folks. We're in co- These guys are in courts. Some it's, it's humble. Thanks, Kelly. Gino, Gene, come on in. <clears throat> yeah, I just want to mention two things. I just want to thank you all for the prayers you prayed for me on that day. So, and Kevin, thank you for bringing that up. But, but the second thing is, our this government is not part of our government, and every law that they have passed within that Washington D.C. does not apply to you and me. <clears throat> but they have forced it upon us. And, and folks, here's the thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. It doesn't matter whether you're innocent or not. They're going to convict you, especially if you have to go to D.C. It's a it's a kangaroo court on purpose, on purpose. So the fact that you can say, well, I didn't do anything doesn't matter. (laughs) It doesn't matter. See, they're required. Think about that. Sorry about what Ms. Cheney had that J6 hearing crew. It, It was all tilted information. They showed what they wanted to show. They didn't show the other part. They didn't bring in wit. Oh, anyway, you guys know what's going on. Randy. Coach, I, after this is all done, when it was done, I, I started putting it all together and I understood what really happened and why it happened. And and a lot of us right here together, we're, we're, we love each other, but coach, not all of us understand why this happened. I want to tell you why it happened. Oh, and by the way, when Gene was at the, at the medical trailer our group went stayed with gene and when right. he, we thought he was having a heart attack you know about it coach but, but right. one of our guys ed wanted to go he was ray oh he was mad and i i said no you're not going by yourself i went with him well as soon as we left uh and we said we'll see everybody back at the motel so me and ed left and i just was there to keep ed from doing something because he was so angry but we we ran into a group of young men who were running and they were running into the, to, you know, and, and trying to incite us. And this was like two or three blocks away. And they were going, well, Trump or uh, Pence didn't, he didn't certify the election. Let's go tear down the Capitol. They were young men. They were all being pro- paid operas, you know, to be part of this uh, narrative. But, but coach, here is the narrative. Here is, here's what happened. We were bait. The American people, and this is not a bad thing. Now, hear me out, Coach. This We were the bait. Okay, just like when God took them out of Egypt, he lured out the Egyptian army to drown them. The people, his own people who he was covering, who he told to leave, he told them everything to do, he used them as the bait, and what did he do? He drowned the Egyptian army. He show, He finished the job. Mm. Coach, we were the bait on that day. Hey, Donald Trump knew it. All, all the, the righteous side of this of our government, which is just a few, they knew what was going down. They lured this in. Mm. This was a sting. It had to happen, Coach. We would still not know anything if this hadn't happened. We would be just as blind and dumb as we always had been. But God brought us there. He, I can write a hundred different God winks that prove he was with us while we were there. He took us there, coach. Yeah. He covered us. 
And, and I'm telling you, God, he blurred them out right down the path. This insurrection will all come out in time. And I'm going to tell you, if we hadn't went and been obedient to God and many of the American people who had a heart to not do any violence, they were there as the bait. We will see the righteousness and justice come forth from this. That's you can't it. say it was for nothing. Amen. I couldn't agree more, man. I couldn't agree more. Right? And not always what it seems. Nothing hidden that will not be revealed. Good. I agree. Good, good job, Randy. Good job. Lorraine, come on, and then Judah. Can we pray? Of course. Okay, let's lock and load. Holy Spirit, Father God, Jesus Christ, forgive us, for we not we did not know what we were doing. We lift up, we, we bring to you, we're that team, we're that huddle that, that's just like those friends that brought that um, man on the mat, on a dirt road, and probably a dirty mat, climbed up on top of a roof. Cut a hole in the roof. Didn't count the consequences of cutting a hole in the roof and the roof collapsing to bring him before Jesus. And these are our prayers. So as this huddle huddles up and lifts up, Lord God, and we're we're first in goal. We're in the zone. But Lord God, you're that line. So Pastor Bill and his family. Isaac Yoder and his family, all these families that are represented um, in a foreign country, in a foreign jail, who've been prisoner of war and casualties, and their families, Lord God, and they're scared. But you said that you were there. So thank you, Lord God, for each and every person who's on this call who was there, who knows the truth, because you are the truth, Jesus. Father, you are the truth. And you said that who who the sun sets free is free indeed set us free lord god not because we deserve it but because you father god yahweh breathes life and you're the giver of life and sets the captives free in your love your peace your mercy and we're all here right now because your name is hope you are hope so thank you for this gift of prayer Thank you for the answer to the victory cry that we're, this is, this is the shofar blowing our prayers to you, God, because you're the one who's going to answer them. You're the one who's going to bring them down the victory. And I thank you for what you're going to do. I thank you for what you've done. And I thank you for how you're going to bring deliverance and healing in Jesus name. Amen. 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 <laughs> amen. I got a scripture popped in my head. I'll, I'll come back to that. Thank you, Laura. And Lord knows we need, Prayer. We need action, though. We need action. Judah. Yeah, Coach. Luca eight seventeen. There is nothing hidden that will not be disclosed. Amen. And what's being disclosed right now, we saw it firsthand. And unfortunately, but fortunately, God had me in an ordained place at an ordained time to tell a story that Mike Pence and Betsy DeVos were working and colluding against the Trump administration. And when she came out on January 7th and said he incited a riot, and what people are going to find is that their new world order, their UN agenda, 
was the act of the day. And what's incredibly exciting is knowing that uh, she's going to have to go back and rewatch the films and understand that um, you know she either A, has to retract her statement, or B, has to understand and explain to the American people why she is partnered with Liz Cheney. Mm. Mike Pence and DeVos were part of the Trump administration. You understand that, folks? And both of them, as Judas pointing out, both of them turned against Trump. Now, Judas showed us the other day, got to be careful how I say this, the connections of Amway that don't appear to be good. And DeVos is Amway. Now, hang on. Ask yourself this question. I look, folks, did, did Trump set us up? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Did he? I don't know. Is he part of it? I don't know. I don't know. But I want to ask yourself this. I want you to ask yourself this. Who I'd selected? Say he, ex- he exposed who, them all. Who selected Trump's cabinet? Who selected those? You think he selected Be- Betsy DeVos? Who selected Mike Pence? You think Trump? He didn't select Mike Pence. Some group did for him. They did a, they did a, I don't know, evaluation. They went on, who should we have? He didn't need, the vice president usually brings a state. You get a guy, you pick, you pick a guy from West Virginia because he's going to win the state of West Virginia for you, right? Trump is going to win Indiana. Mike Pence didn't do anything for him. Why Mike Pence? Why Betsy DeVos? Who are, see, this is all that deep state that's around, that's all being exposed. It's all being exposed to us right now. As JFK told us how many years ago, beware the media industrial complex, right? It's all about money. It's all about money because why? The Bible tells us that the love of money is the root of all evil, not money. The love of it. The love of it is at the root of all evil. Why did they kill JFK? They killed JFK because he was going, wasn't going to go into Vietnam. He wasn't going to take the bait. He wasn't going to go into Vietnam. And the industrial complex wanted it. War good for the economy. He said, we ain't going in there, dude. We ain't going in there. Who was the head of the CIA? Who was the director of the CIA at that time? Would that have been George Bush? That, would that, would that, is that right? Are you kidding me? George H.W. Bush is the only guy, if you ask him where he was on uh, the day JFK, the only guy in the world didn't know where he was that day. And they have pictures of him standing outside the book deposit. Uh, folks, this is... It's taken a long time for us to get the truth, but we're going to get there. John, come on in, John Paradise. Got to unmute, John. They, they, they had claimed that George Bush did not start the CIA until three years after. But like you said, there's a picture of him at the book depository. That's right. There's a great documentary. It's still on YouTube. It's about three and a half hours long, but it's impactful. It's, it's called From JFK to 9-11. It's a rich man's trick. Wow, wow, wow. I think, I, I think I'm aware. I don't remember watching that, but we ought, to get, we ought to get somebody find that, put that in the chat, right? So, friends, that's what I said. Something happened 
1963 when they, they killed JFK. Something happened there, right? And we lost, we, that was a coup. That was a government coup, 1963. And we haven't had our government since then. Dan, real quick, Dan Woodcock, come on in, Dan. Yeah, the reason why they, they won't um, release all the information is the same reason why they won't release the Epstein list. Oh, <laughs> same reason they won't release the Epstein list. The exact same reason, huh? Yeah, we don't have the FBI searching every house and arresting every guy who went to the Epstein, do we? Don't. No, that's kind of on the back burner. Good one, Dan. Jack. Yeah, the uh, George Bush and the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Joint Chiefs of Staff were planning for a ten year in 1963. We're planning for a ten year war with 60,000 casualties. It was a plan, and Kennedy was interfering with their plan. Amen. So it all started at that point, right, folks? Always follow the money. Look how much, Dr. Paul Goslin, look how much our, our medical system has been polluted and destroyed by money. Just, just look at it, folks. It's all money-driven. Look at it. And so... <laughs> It's hard for us to believe it, isn't it? It's hard for us to believe it. But we have to open our eyes and understand exactly exactly what it is that's going on. Uh, one more thing and I'm done for the day. Pull up number seven. You guys want to get your toes curled? I hate to tell you this because it's going to make some of you mad. Pull up number seven and put it in the chat. That's not it. Number seven, Mike Adams. Mike Adams. Friends, you want to hear something? Mike Adams, the health ranger, the owner of Brideon TV, came out yesterday and talked about Zionism and how they have grabbed control of America. And that American citizens are celebrating the death of Christian children in Gaza. American Christians are celebrating the death of Christians in Gaza. When the insurrection was done by Hamas, see, that would be like what happened in D.C. Let's say it was an armed insurrection in D.C., and so they came to Hebron, Ohio, and started killing all the children in Hebron, Ohio. Now, I bring this up. I'll put it in the chat. You can listen to it. You don't think they're going to come after Mike Adams? Huh? You don't think they're going to come after him with both barrels? Why? Because he talked about the one thing that you're not allowed to talk about. Zionism. And friends, if you think, if we think that all Jews are Jews, we are denying the scriptures. Jesus told us that they weren't all Jews. Jesus told us that, right? Those who say they are Jews and are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan. And Mike Adams says it's the synagogue of Satan that's in control of Israel, just like it's the synagogue of whoever that's in control of America. Will somebody say amen? Will somebody say amen and understand the deception that we're all facing? You say, amen. Well, coach, that's, all, that's all designed, coach, for the end times. Well, it may be. It may all be designed for the end times. But are those... Are there many of us in the Christian world who are trying to force pre-written history? Huh? Huh? Are we trying to force pre-written history? 
Are we saying, oh, here's what the Bible says is going to happen? So we go out and try to make it happen? Just saying, just asking. I don't know. What a time to be alive. Nothing hidden that will not be revealed. And now more than any time, we need courageous men and women of God. God bless you. See you, see you tomorrow. You done? Don't forget, Dr. Frank tomorrow. Dr. Frank. Boom.